Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Mutt and Lou, 93.7 WEI. We see your phone calls lined up. We'll get to them. 617-779-0850. Toll free, 888-525-0850. It has been a ton of Celtics conversation to start. And I want to get into Jeff Green. Because interesting stuff yesterday with Danny Ainge basically saying on the air, or saying at the press conference, yeah, we want Green back. David Falk saying, yeah, we're working out the parameters right now. And how important Jeff Green is, how much of an X factor he might be to the Celtics team next year. And we will do that. But first, joining us on the AT&T hotline, it's AT&T 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster than 3G. It's AT&T Rethink Possible. The Syracuse product, as a UConn guy, let you know he's a Syracuse guy, Chris Joseph, Celtics second-round pick, joining us on the program. Hey, Chris, Mutt, and uh, Paul here in Boston. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. We should say congratulations. The it just came out. You guys have signed your deals today, correct? Yes, sir. Yesterday, actually. Congratulations, Chris. This is Paul. Um, I'll actually be covering you a lot this year for the for weei.com. So I'm sure we'll get to know each other and, and down in Orlando. Are you planning on going and playing in the Orlando Summer League and also the Vegas Summer League at this point? Yeah, definitely. What do you what what, what do you what do you think you're going to be able to get out of that? What, what have they told you? What to expect at that? Um, you know, just to get a chance to experience different things. You know, one of the biggest things is from the college level to the NBA level, you know, there's a 24-second shot clock, so there's a lot more possession in a basketball game. Um, you know, those are, those are things that you're going to have to get used to. So being able to play in both summer leagues is definitely going to give us a chance and a head start on a couple other rookies. Hey, Chris, what was the draft process like for you? We talked to Jared Sullinger about it yesterday and talked about going around to teams and, you know, asking about his back. In terms of you, you had a great four-year career there at Syracuse. How was the draft process for you? The draft process was, uh, you know, interesting. Uh, it, was, it was fun. It was something that you know, I was always looking forward to doing as a kid growing up. So being able to, you know, just start start that from May, I think it was May 26th or so with my first workout. Since then, you know, you're just on the planes, traveling from city to city. Um, it was exciting. It was fun. Now, Chris, you come from a basketball family. Your brother, yeah. your your brother Maurice, was a player at Michigan State at University of Vermont. And if 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 I'm correct, are you cousins with Corey Joseph with the Spurs? Yes, sir. And uh, DeVoe Joseph that went to Oregon, who was also part of this year's draft. Right. So so first, I have to ask you, who's the be- who's the best baller in the family? Who's the best player? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, you know, we all do certain things great. I think we're all you know just really happy for each other at this point. That we all you know we've done successful things with our career. My brother's now. You know, uh, director of basketball's operation at GW. You know, Corey obviously with the Spurs. DeVoe still finding his way into the league, and me right now, I'm a Celtic. So, you know, we all do. We all did. You know, great things to get us where we are right now. And you, you grew up in Montreal. Yeah, I did. Grew up in Montreal. How is how is that like? Because I'm assuming there isn't a huge basketball culture in Montreal, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, help me out. What was it, what was that like growing up? playing ball in yeah, Montreal. You're, you're absolutely right. The basketball culture is not very high as it is just in the United States. Um, you know, so it was a struggle sometimes just because the the talent level wasn't as high as it would like it to be. So, 
you know, that was one of the main reasons I was able to leave there my junior year of high school and going to D.C. But before that, though, okay, you're a basketball uh, fanatic. You're a junkie like we are. You're playing the game. What did you do to get your hoop? There's there's not a lot of hoop on in Montreal. Are you going to the internet to watch YouTube? Are you watching DVDs or VCR tapes? How did you you fill your basketball Jones, Chris? Uh, you know, a lot of VHS back then. We had I had Michael Jordan come fly with me, and all those all those. I had a lot of games recorded. Uh, you know, we got NBA games and things like that. Uh, and then you know, for as far as basketball went, you know, my brother and I, Maurice, would shooting garbage cans actually on the, on the schoolyard playground. So that's kind of how it started. With us. we play, you know, horse on garbage can. That's that's amazing. I mean, I, I actually grew up watching the, the Jordan come fly with me and all that stuff. Those those are great. Um, but you, you went down to Archbishop Carroll in D.C., yeah. which has yeah. a, which has a terrific basketball program. At what point did you say to yourself? And I know Maurice is a little bit older, but at what point did you say to yourself, "All right, I can be a player here. I can, you know, I can go to college, and, and the NBA might be a realistic o- opportunity for me." At what point did that start to click in? Uh, once I started going through the recruiting process, and I realized, well, okay, well, all these schools are interested in me. I must be, you know, doing something really, you know, really good out here on these courts uh, at Archbishop Carroll. So. You know, once that happened, once the buzz got out a little bit in the WCAC and in the D.C. area, um, that's when I started to believe more and more that uh, this this dream of mine would become or could become reality. We're talking to Chris Joseph, second-round pick of the Celtics out of Syracuse. Your coach, uh, Jerry McNamara, Chris, on this radio station today was talking up your game big time and made the acknowledgement that he believes you're one of these type of guys at 6'7 on the wing that can be better in the NBA because it's more spread out. You can go buy guys, and in college, in the Big East, everything was clogged in that lane. You believe that? Can you believe, one, your coach is saying nice things about you, and you believe that to be the case that the NBA is better suited for your game? Uh, I do believe. Like you said, it's a lot more spaced out, which will give me uh, more of a chance to create, you know, get in there, get to the basket. Um, you know, that's, that's a big part of my game. I like to slash. Um, I do. I'm, I am able to hit the outside shot, but um, I'm a slasher first, I believe. And, uh, you know, the court being so well will give me a better opportunity to do so as opposed to in college. Yeah, Chris, I, I heard you joking yesterday uh, with Fab about playing defense in the NBA and saying, you know, there is a three-second rule in the NBA that you didn't have in college. And, you know, look, I think we kind of make a little bit of a too much of a big deal about this. You played in a zone at Syracuse, but it's not like you've never played man-to-man before. But what do you expect that adjustment to be like for you? Um, being a, you know, a wing, I'm 6'7", I'm pretty long. So I think that it's going to be, it's not going to be very hard to play man-to-man. It's just more so, you know, guarding things like the, you know, guarding the pick and roll, you know, knowing your help side. Because um, a lot of teams do things a lot differently. You know, I know the basics, obviously, help side and denying the ball, you know, um, but it's just going to be an adjustment like everything else. You know, defense is a big part of the game, if not the biggest, and um, I'm just looking forward to learning from one of the best coaches in the game and some of the best players in the in the league. All right, let's get a scouting report from you, Chris, on your teammate, Fab Mello, who is, again, uh, your teammate. You know, what did you see? Because a lot of people talk about the improvement he made, Chris, from his freshman year to his sophomore year. Can you talk about... What type of player you saw from year one to year two with Fab Mello? Player who started to understand the game and you know uh, really worked hard. His work ethic is, you know, uh, you know one of the best that I've seen. You know, coming out of from from the transition he made from his freshman year to his sophomore year was tremendous. He was able to cut down um, his body weight, his body fat, and was able to get up and down the court a lot more as a sophomore. You know, he was able to block a shot, run down the court, and uh, go get a basket on the other end. So. I think his uh, his rim to rim running is really exceptional, 
and he'll be able to do that at this level. You know, um, he has a good 12 to 15 foot jump shot that not a lot of people got to see, but he's very capable of knocking that shot down. So I'm really excited to see him develop and blossom as a player. And yeah, Chris, it's it's interesting. You're going to a team that obviously has a future Hall of Famer at your position in Paul Pierce. What what are you hoping to 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 learn from that? And also, you know, you're going to you're going to a spot where it, playing time will be difficult to get. How do you how do you approach that? And 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 what's what's your approach as the summer goes along? Well, just to keep learning. At the end of the day, I've been you know I went to Syracuse, and you know playing time didn't happen at, at, as soon as I wanted it to either so you know i had to sit down i had to watch and i had to learn and i had to continuously work hard and that's what i plan to do at this level and uh you get a chance to learn from a player like you said paul pierce is a future hall of famer and you got a future hall of fame coach in doc rivers so me being able to be on that bench or just being you know in the same building as those guys is just going to make me that much better um the coaching staff is great and i'm just ready to work and uh, get this thing rolling uh, in terms of playing with your teammate, uh, Fab Mel, you joked about it that you guys are going to be doing a lot of errands together. That'll work out because when the when KG or Paul send you out to do some some rookie errands, you got a guy you already know. Exactly. So you know, at least we're doing it together. Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, I heard that those guys like a lot of uh, PB and J sandwiches, so we might be running to uh, you know CVS to get a lot of those types of things, bread and peanut butter. So we'll be doing that together, and that's going to be fun. Chris, let me let me tell you something. You will be getting a lot of peanut butter and jelly for those guys. <laughs> they 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 live on that. But um, it, were you as far as the draft process went? Were you happy to go where you went? I mean, were, were the, was there a, was there was there a place that you had in mind, or or did you at at that point were you just okay? Good. Let me get to a spot. Let me get settled. How did that work work out for you? Uh, the draft process, you know, draft night. You know, before before the draft even started, I worked out for the Celtics. Um, I think it was. It had to be, it was in June at some point, I believe, early June. And, um, you know, I had even, I had texted my mom on June 3rd, and I texted her, you know, how do you think I look in Celtic green? You know, that's a true story. And I was just excited with my workout. I was excited talking with, you know, uh, Mr. Ainge uh, and the coaching staff and things like that. And I think they had really positive reviews about me. Um so it was just, and I was telling my agent that it would be a great situation because Paul Pierce being one of my favorite players, you know, and, and being able to learn from him, you know, would be great. So once it happened, you know, um, from a basketball standpoint, this is the best situation I could ever hope for. Uh, in terms of uh, growing up, we talked to Jared Soldier yesterday. He mentioned Elton Brand as a guy. You just mentioned Paul Pierce played your position. Any other guys as you're growing up watching YouTubes and come fly with me, is there a guy you sort of model your game after, Chris, that – uh, might still be in the league right now? Uh, I like, like I said, obviously Paul Pierce. Um, I like Melo a lot. Um, T-Mac, Vince Carter, you know, Joe Johnson. There's a lot of guys that I used to watch on YouTube and watch their highlight mixes, but Paul Pierce is definitely one of those who I watch more closely. Well, i get you out on this. It was, I think it was your freshman year. You played 14 minutes off the bench in that game, but you were part, this is tough for me to say as a UConn grad, uh, but you were part of that six-overtime game in the Big East tournament uh, as a freshman. Is that still a game that is talked about there? Because as basketball fans go, I don't remember a better, more intense game, the six-overtime thriller you guys played in the Big East tournament. Yes, that game is still very high. You know, that's that's one of the games that one of the games I'll never forget just because of, you know, of where it was. You know, if it was the Big East tournament. Uh, it was it was UConn, Syracuse. UConn had beaten us by, a, by about 20 points earlier that year at their home. So, you know, it was just it was fun, you know. 
after the second overtime, you're thinking it's going to be done, and it kept going, it kept going. So it was, I thought we were left to gym. You know, they would have to call a draw at some point because <laughs> the game was just going on so long. Six overtimes. The final that night, again, was 127-117, and I had to bring it up. It's one of the great games of all time. He's Chris Joseph, uh, second-round pick of the Celtics, a Syracuse guy, and headed to Orlando, a little summer league basketball. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck, and look forward to talking to you down the road. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Chris Joseph joining us on the AT&T Hotline. It's AT&T 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster than 3G. It's AT&T Rethink Post. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.